The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQers, TV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, too. The Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left. We're going to show you that today, <laughs> but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. I'm glad that you guys are joining us here on Monday morning. Hope you spent time with the people of God and listening to the word of God. Uh, boy, uh, yesterday was a great message from my pastor at our church um, in, uh, in dealing with our own repentance uh, before God. And uh, whew, very convicting. And um, I spent a large part of the day thinking about that yesterday. And uh, so I hope you had time to do that as well. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. Go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. And I uh, don't have my page up here for some reason, uh, but we'll get it up right quick. Hit and, and you can also check us out at sonsoflibertyradio.com. But if you go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and here we go. You can scroll down right on the right side of the page. Those of you who are listening by by Red State Talk Radio, we are streaming live the video portion of the radio show right there on the right side of the page. It's the second video down. The video above that is Bradley's show from Saturday. You can check that out. And then he comes on live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Be sure to check that out. Also, right above that... Please subscribe to our email newsletter. Um, We don't rent your email out. We don't sell it. We don't spam you. You get one email a day. That's all the articles that uh, we do on sonsoflibertymedia.com, mine, Bradley's, and the contributors we have. And uh, be sure to support us in that way. We would very much appreciate it. Also, if you're able to help us, we do have needs. We let you know those needs, but we don't beg you for money. We just let you know the needs are there, and this is how you can support us if you agree with our message. Go to the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. There's a donate button right at the top. You can click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty. There's also a link at the top of the page for that. And then maybe you don't want to do either one of those, but you want to pick up some of the products that we have, t-shirts and hats and stuff like that. Uh, there's a store button right at the top of the page. That also helps support the work of the Sons of Liberty. And we're very much appreciative of that. Now, guys, i got to tell you, I... Uh, I was a little, I don't know, torn this morning of playing you a lot of clips, kind of like, um, you know, guys do on the month, what they used to do, 
Um, I don't listen to them anymore, so I don't know if they do or not. I'm sure they haven't changed their their format. But they have all these Sunday shows, you know, um, and the guys on Monday, they're playing the Sunday shows, (laughs) and they're commenting on that. And I thought that, man, that, that ought to... That probably would go over well with some of the stuff that I witnessed yesterday from the interview that CNN had. By the way, uh, they really are giving, they really were giving it to um, Jen Psaki. I mean, that woman, I don't know how she gets a job doing what she's doing. Uh, I really don't. She is an ignorant person. I mean, just, oh, she can spit out words. But she was directly addressed with what Joe Biden had said, what he had promised the people, and he wasn't following through with it. And that was specifically on this relief bill that he was going to be bipartisan. He was going to work with them, and she kept asking over and over, well, what's he conceded? Where's, where's he? Get? She couldn't give any. Oh, he's, he's had people in to talk with him. Um, <clears throat> then we had Donald Trump yesterday, I don't know how long he talked, 45 minutes or an hour at CPAC. It was a long time. And I thought, well, I can play some of that, but I just, I'm tired of hearing a guy that all he do, all he does is exude arrogance. Um, And we're going to talk about some of that today, not in the sense of pointing just at him, but at the people who are supporting both of these clowns. And by supporting, I mean there's no justice that's been been brought to either one of them for the same unlawful, unconstitutional acts that they've done. If you're a person that says, well, show me where Donald Trump violated the Constitution, you're going to see it today. So hang on, because this was one of the things that I said when they were impeaching him over the Russian hoax stuff. Okay, When they were impeaching him over this nonsense of inciting the people on January 6th. Those weren't, it was clear to, I think, everybody watching that the guilty were out to prosecute him. That didn't mean he, he didn't have impeachable things. He did. One of those things we're going to talk about today, and I said it. I said, if this was dealt with, they would impeach him because this is an impeachable offense. So we're going to talk about that because this has ramifications for you and me and for our children, and it has ramifications for the world. This issue of Syria. We're back to that again. It's not anything new under Biden. It's not anything new under Trump. Remember, it was going on with Barack Hussein Obama, Satoris Abarka, the usurper. Joe Biden is usurper too, And if Kamala Harris is allowed to be vice pre- go to be president because this guy don't have his head on right, She'll be usurper 3.0 because she's not eligible. She's not a natural-born citizen either, folks, just so you know. Okay? This has been going on a long time. We've got our nose in everybody else's business, everybody's business. And you cannot keep doing that and keep manifesting war on other countries, especially innocent countries who have done you no wrong, and not think God doesn't see it and that you're going to get repaid for it. You, you just can't do it. So, yesterday I listened to Donald Trump. And I should have brought up the, the, the piece here. But there were so many areas where he spoke about Joe Biden. 
and he used the term immoral. Now, those of you who listen to the Sons of Liberty, if you actually agree with the message that we've been given, you would kind of chuckle at that going, really? Which I did. Why? Because look at the immorality that was tolerated and even pushed forward under the Trump administration. If you think sitting here, and by the way, before I get into that, I I meant to bring this up first thing, because it just got under my skin, this Dr. Rachel Levin, Levine, whatever her name is, his name. This guy, let me let me just bring this up quickly, okay, because um, I, I want to address this before I get into that. And I meant to do it, and I was doing a whole bunch of other things before the show, and I forgot to bring this up. But I think it needs to be brought up, and I want to address it really quick here before I do this other. There's plenty of time to, to do the other on the other side of this, okay? So you guys remember last week. There was the confirmation hearings for this Dr. Rachel Levant, Levine, however you say her name, his name. Um, Rand Paul questioned him, okay? But Rand Paul didn't go far enough. Hey, Marshland, uh, by the way, if you're commenting in the chat, the number's 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Why don't you give me a call? Because you obviously don't have an argument. Uh, and when you go to name-calling, it demonstrates that you're illogical. It's a logical fallacy. It's called ad hominem. And uh, so if you've got some evidence against me for something, please feel free to call. 215. It's right here at the bottom of the screen. Give us a call. But I don't think you will because I think, well, most people are cowards to call in anyway. But I'll, ha- I'll be happy to take your call. Let me take this issue from... Rand Paul, I'm just going to play you a, a quick clip. This is of his address to Dr. Levin, Veen, whatever, on puberty blockers, genital mutilation, which this man supports. This man that is so mentally ill, he has, he, he, he has lost all sense of conscience to walk in before a group of people for an unconstitutional office in health and human services, of all things, dressed like a woman. All right? Here's Rand Paul. Genital mutilation has been nearly universally condemned. Genital mutilation has been condemned by the WHO, the United Nations Children's Fund, the United Nations Population Fund. According to the WHO, genital mutilation is recognized internationally as a violation of human rights. Genital mutilation is considered particularly egregious because as the WHO notes, it is nearly always carried out on minors and is a violation of the rights of children. Most genital mutilation is not typically performed by force, but as WHO notes that by social convention, social norm, the social pressure to conform, to do what others do and have been doing, as well as the need to be accepted socially and the fear of being rejected by the community. American culture is now normalizing the idea that minors can be given hormones to prevent their biological development of their secondary sexual characteristics. Dr. Levine, you have supported both allowing minors to be given hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty, as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. 
like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not exposed to medical intervention and social affirmation. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Well, Senator, thank you for your interest in this question. Um, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field um, with robust research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I would look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah, medicine. The specific question was about minors. Let's be a little more specific since you evaded the question. Do you support the government intervening to override the parent's consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breasts and genitalia? You have said that you're willing to accelerate the protocols for street kids. I'm alarmed that poor kids with no parents who are homeless and distraught, you would just go through this and allow that to happen to a minor. I would hope that you would have compassion for Kira Bell, who's a 23-year-old girl who was confused with her identity. At 14, she read on the Internet about something about transsexuals. She thought, well, maybe that's what I am. She ended up getting these puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones. She had her breasts amputated. But here's what ultimately she says now. And this is a very insightful from decision from someone who made a mistake but was led to believe this was a good thing by the medical community. I made a brash decision as a teenager, as a lot of teenagers do, trying to find confidence and happiness, except now the rest of my life will be negatively affected, she said, adding that the medicalized gender transitioning was a very temporary, superficial fix for a very complex identity issue. What I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia. For most of our history, we believe that minors don't have full rights and the parents need to be involved. So I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. Okay. Let it go into the record that the witness refused to answer the question. The question is... That's exactly right. That this person refused to answer the question. It was a very simple question. Do you support this? Well, I'll be, if I'm confirmed, I'll, 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 I'll come and talk to you in your office. Now, I want to tell you something. He's right to go off at the end and say, I will not vote for you. By the way, you guys in the chat room who got your dander up over Trump because I'm calling out your idolatry of the guy, 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. I'll be happy to take your, your call, and we'll have a conversation. But to sit there and justify it is the same thing as those who want to sit here and justify Dr. Rachel Levin. Levine. Ugh. This guy who dresses like a woman. What is the Bible? See, here's the thing Rand Paul should have stuck to. 
forget the thing about the children for just a minute. It's an important issue on this. Rand Paul first should have said, why do we have a Department of Health and Human Services in the first place? I don't recall that in this. I don't recall that in the Constitution. The second thing he should have said is, you're coming in here for health and human services, and you're a guy, and you're dressed like a woman, and not even... What do you say? You, you don't even appear as a woman. You appear as a balding man in a dress. The Bible's clear. Deuteronomy 22.5, A woman shall not wear man's clothing, nor shall a man put on woman's clothing. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. Not you're just sinning. You're an abomination. This abomination sat in the people's capital, pandering for a job to quote-unquote serve the people when he's attacking people just in his life as an abomination before them. He should have been called to repentance. That's what he should have been. But see, we've tolerated it. We've tolerated that. We've tolerated open sodomites who redefine marriage, and those were in the, Obama, uh, the, the Trump administration. We had uh, some of these cats who were up there in the Obama administration, <clears throat> and then we had the other ones in the Trump administration, like Richard Grinnell. I, <clears throat> I completely agree, Dan. He did. He's. <laughs> we're going to get to some of those things. But I wanted to address this because I think, you know, if I could offer just a little bit of advice here for someone like Rand Paul is you should have went where the real problem was and it wasn't what he thought about doing to children just yet. That's important. You should have dealt with why would we put somebody so mentally ill that would dress like Corporal Klinger from MASH in office? Why would we embarrass ourselves with you? Why would we do that? You need some mysterious Christian biblical counseling and repentance, you don't need to be given a place of authority at all. But that wasn't said. And it reminded me, you know, there's the, the funny thing is, is I'm seeing all these, quote unquote, they're, they're labeled as conservatives talking. We had Milo, okay, an open sodomite, and he's held as this great conservative. He's given all kinds of platforms to speak on. Is he eloquent? Yep. Is he conservative? No. There is no way you can be conservative and condone sodomy in the least. That, there's nothing conserv You're not conserving squat. Okay? Then we've got this other guy that's come out, um, Blair White. And honestly, when you, when you see him, you think he's a woman. He's mutilated his body, even his face, to make himself appear as a woman. And some people were writing on it, and I said, okay, I'll watch one of the things. And he had a, <clears throat> an issue to where he was saying why he wouldn't go through the full transition surgery. And there is no transition. You cannot transition from a man to a woman or a woman to a man. You just can't do it. You can mutilate your body. But that doesn't make you a man or a woman. God makes you a man or woman. And he was explaining that. And he had obviously thought through a lot of problems that come with that. He was explaining that. 
and saying he was comfortable with his body and blah, 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 and all this stuff. But you know what I came away with? He didn't come right out and say it, but he, he came, he said it so clearly that you couldn't miss it. He was happy to go out in public and people perceive him as a woman. Now I want you to think about that. What is that? It's deception, isn't it? And he's happy to deceive people. Why? Because he's deceived himself. He's deceived himself. It's, it's a Romans 1 thing. 18 and following, read that. And yes, it applies to Blair White because he's got a boyfriend. And his boyfriend says, he's not gay. He's not a sodomite. But he is. But he is. And this is part of the problem. We, we don't address the root of the issue. If we're going around hacking off branches, you can expect that tree to blossom every year. Because hacking off branches doesn't get to the root of the problem. Now, I've got that out of the way. Let me address some of the things here for the people with Trump. Do you guys remember in 2017, Donald Trump, launched what 50 50 i was trying to pull up all my articles there and i couldn't get all of them but i'm going to have them as a link uh in the archive so so that everything i say you will know that i'm telling you the truth i'm not telling you falsehoods i'm not trying to tear down donald trump i'm saying this is something that continues administration after administration after administration but because donald trump is so worshiped he, it has to be pointed out because the guy in office is doing the same thing, yet the hypocrisy of the people is absolutely amazing. So here's the thing. We had Justin Amash because we've got these strikes going on on Syria that have been ordered by China Joe. Okay? And Justin Amash called it out right again. He tweeted out, these strikes are unconstitutional and dangerous. There's no general authority for a president to launch airstrikes. And President Biden hasn't claimed they were necessary to stop an imminent attack. Our Constitution demands he get approval from the representatives of the people. Amen. That's exactly what he did. Oh, Nancy, were you asleep? The ignorance of the American people is absolutely amazing. The man attacked him not once, but twice. Airfields. And even Mad Dog Mattis had to say there was no evidence that Assad had attacked his own people. In fact, it gets worse than that. And I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Let me, let me stick on the point that I'm at. Biden had previously tweeted, okay, about Trump's attack on Syria. Just so you know. See here, here's, here's Joe Biden tweeting about Donald Trump's attack, Nancy. Trump's erratic, impulsive actions are the last thing we need as commander-in-chief. No president should order a military strike without fully understanding the consequences. No, 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 no one should, should do it unless they have the approval of Congress. We don't need another war in the Middle East, but Trump's actions toward Iran only make that more likely. Uh-huh, says the guy who just ordered attacks on Syria. I want to be clear. 
the president does not have authority to just go attack countries at will. He doesn't. We gave that authority to Congress. Article 1, Section 8. Here's what it reads. These are, these are authorities given to Congress to declare war. To declare war, grant letters of mark and reprisal, and make rules concerning captures on land and water. That's Congress's authority. Okay? The president doesn't have it. Now, I think everybody would understand if, you know, we had a scenario like the Red Dawn thing, okay, where there's an invasion taking place and the president starts just calling up the military to, to defend us. Everybody, I think, would get that. I think they would get that. You're not going to call a congressional session and say, hey, guys, can we have authority to beat back the people who are doing it? That's a defensive move, by the way. That is not going and attacking another country. That is them attacking us and us responding. So I don't think this applies to that, but I do think it applies when we go to attack another country. Congress has to authorize that. This is not a hard thing to understand. And Donald Trump did it not once, he did it twice. Millions of dollars worth of missiles launched into Syria. In fact, he followed right to his credit, I'll give him credit, he didn't start any new wars that I know of. Okay? And so I'm thankful for that. No new wars under Trump. But the man dropped tens of thousands of bombs. In fact, I think he overtook that of his predecessors, Bush and Obama. But he didn't start any new wars that I know of. And so I'll give him props for that. But the fact of the matter is, he went in and he struck Syria twice with missile strikes. He didn't have congressional authority. There was no threat. It was based on hearsay about gas being released by Assad on his own people. Now, <clears throat> I want you to think about something. Every time the U.S. started to pull out of Syria, what would happen? What would happen? Nancy, 215, top talk, 215-867-8255, if you're pathetic enough to call in. And you can correct me on what I'm saying, okay? You can correct me on what I'm saying. But you better come showing me some evidence of it. Mad Dog Mattis said there was no evidence for that first attack at all. Second attack didn't have any evidence either. I want to tell you what it was. It was the White Helmets who played both sides of it, of the jihad. They act like they're rescuers and stuff, and they send out their propaganda that are helping families and they're helping children. And the next thing you know, they're the ones doing the attacking. They're the ones doing the release of gas. And we even have video back I think it was to 2012 or 2013 where they were testing that gas on rabbits. As right in the place where the alleged attacks went, took place. Well, Donald Trump just got bad advice. Okay. Maybe you can give that excuse for the first time. You can't give it for the second time. He should have been wiser than that. But he wasn't. See, this is what I'm telling you. He was pushing the same agenda. He's just giving you different words. He's very, um, what's the word I want to say? <clears throat> Inspirational when he talks with people. Oh, we're the best. America's going to be great. All these flowery words. 
But what was going on under Donald Trump? See, we talked a little bit about this on Friday about the economy. We had Franklin Sanders on. The economy that Donald Trump and all these conservatives told you was the greatest economy in history was built on debt. And if it's a great economy, you don't have to print money because it's a booming economy. But it wasn't. That's what you were told. Why? Because you got your eyes on the stock market. Stock market's doing this right here. You know what happens? Did you listen to Franklin Sanders the other day when he says it just skyrockets like that? It's getting ready to crash. Yeah, but Biden's under here now. Biden's been in office for a month. This was going on under Trump. Yeah, Biden's doing some stupid stuff too. There's no doubt about that. But this was going on under Trump. Now here's the thing. We come over here, and again, this is from the now White House press secretary, Jen Psaki. Also, what is the legal authority for strikes? Assad is a brutal dictator, but Syria is a sovereign country. Now, she's asking this about Trump. Now, I've got to tell you, folks, I'm not so sure that I'm buying the, the, the stuff these guys are shoveling about Assad. I'm just not sure that I'm buying it. A lot of the people, including the Christians there in Syria, actually appreciate that they could worship freely in Syria under Assad. And are you telling me that if the people gave resistance for the corruption and the crimes of their government in D.C., that D.C. wouldn't use gas on its own people? If you think they won't, you are sadly mistaken. The corrupt do not give up their power that easily. You know nothing of history. And if you think because they live in America, somehow that's going to be different? No, 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 no. See, the heart of man is desperately wicked, and it's sick. Who can know it? The man can't even know it, but God knows it. And God tells us about our own hearts. I'll tell you what, when you've got people who are at war with God when they reject his standard, when they've rejected the law even of man that's to keep them within the boundaries of the Constitution, you can know these people don't care about you one bit. They don't care about you one bit. There are some other things that were uh, that had come out. Again, this, this war machine that's going on. I told you about the white hats that were being used there in Syria, the jihadis, on the one hand, they put out the propaganda, oh, we're helping children, oh, we're helping families. On the other hand, they're, 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 they're the ones behind the attacks. All the evidence points to that. I mean, even Russia could see this, guys. Even Russia could see those things. Yeah, I get it that, that, that Russia, you know, has their own interest in that. But even they could see it. It was so blatant. Only the blind, the politically blind who had their political jersey pulled over the face couldn't see it. That was, that's just the way it is. Now, here's what's interesting about the White Hats. The Donald Trump administration had stopped payments to the White Hats. I forget how much it was. I want to say it was about $8 million. That's what I want to say. I, I could be wrong on that, but I do have it in the article. And I will post that at sonsoflibertymedia.com later this morning. They had paused that, okay? 
They reopened that. They started paying them more money, more of your money, America. But it's America first, right? It's, it's America first. It's not Syria first. It's not the global agenda first. It's not United Nations first. It's America first, right? Isn't that what we were told? Millions of dollars going to our enemies. People manipulating media in order to topple another government in the Middle East. Bradley played um, the general back from, I think he was talking in 2006, about nine, after, the, after 9-11 or before 9-11, whenever it was. It was a day after, a day before, something like that. Wesley Clark. And Syria was one of those countries that they said they were going to invade in seven years. Of course, it's been a lot longer than seven years, but he played that interview. Syria's been like this central point, so is Iran, to topple these countries. And we've stuck our nose in Iran for a long, 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 long time. I'm not saying their leaders are the best in the world. They're not. They're some of the worst. But we keep sticking our nose in everybody else's business. Okay? 1953 CIA coup in Iran. And America is surprised that in 1979, they come in and take American hostages. I'm not saying that's right either. But for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction, right? Unless people follow the word of God. You know, there's an old proverb that says, if you pick a dog up by its ears, you better let him go. Why? Because that dog's going to bite you. And America's been picking up dogs all across the world, and we're expecting them not to bite us. I'm not saying they're right in attacking us, and I'm not saying we're right in attacking them. You know, the Bible gives us several indications there is a time to love. There's a time to hate. I know some people aren't, some modern day American Christians aren't going to like that. Time to hate? Oh, we're just supposed to be about love. Now, there's a time to hate too. Hate the things that God hates. There's a time for war, and there's a time for peace. And you know what? Jesus said that he didn't come to bring peace on the earth, but a sword. He was even going to divide family members as to who's going to follow him and who's not. We're called to love our enemies, to pray for those who spitefully persecute us. And yet we're to be those who call out the evil and deal with them. We are the church. If you missed my show with Dr. John Diamond, why do the gates of hell not prevail against the church? Because the church are supposed to be attacking the gates of hell. What are the gates? It's the place where the laws are made. It's the place where they're upheld. We're supposed to be there instructing the people who represent us in this country. Hey, wait a minute. That law is not lawful. It's pretended law. We're to be calling them out. This isn't about Donald Trump for you Trumpites. This isn't about Joe Biden. This is about the law. What did I read you the law said? Congress has the authority to make war, to declare war. That's what they have the authority to do. Not the president. I don't care who it is. 
Okay? So we've got Trump, who does it not once but twice. His own defense secretary said there was no evidence of the Assad regime doing any of this gassing on the people, and yet we wasted millions of dollars worth of missiles, like 51 of them, if I recall correctly, on an airfield. Somebody in the chat said, oh, well, the difference was Trump was out to save people. Baloney. Baloney. That's not what he shot those missiles into Syria for. Then he did it a year later. Now, let me take you back in time just a little bit. Do you guys remember when the Obama administration went in and they took an... I was looking for another piece here. Where they went into Libya. You guys remember that? They went into Libya and they overthrew Gaddafi. And then Gaddafi was caught by the the people, and sodomized and killed. And what did we we hear after that? Now this tells you the, the nature of what we're dealing with. There was a segment, and I'll, I'll, I had this up a minute ago. I, I don't know what's happening today. Uh, I had a lot of things pulled up, and I was going to show you some stuff, especially this video, because the video was of then-Defense Secretary Leon Panetta. And he was being asked, he was in a, a Senate committee, and Jeff Sessions was heading it up. Remember Jeff Sessions? Former Attorney General? Jeff Sessions was asking Leon Panetta, and there was another general in the room, and I forget the guy's name. Aren't you supposed to be coming to Congress before you declare war on another country? He was talking about Libya. And Leon Panetta, with his old globalist kind of thinking, said, well, we just saw it in international consensus. And Jeff Sessions says, well, that's fine that you're seeking that, but before you go and declare war on another nation, another country, Hey, Doug, 215, top talk, 215-867-8255, you want to call in? How about schooling me? How about educating me? Tell me what I'm not, tell me what I don't know that I'm not talking about, but I don't think you will do that. All these ignorant people who want a voice on their keyboard warriors, but they won't call in and actually present evidence against what I said, what I say. Here's what he said. He said, you're supposed to come according to the Constitution, and you read him off, Congress has the authority to declare war. That's what Sessions told him. And you know, they went back and forth, back and forth, and Jeff Sessions just shook his head, and he was frustrated. And I'm like, you're not doing anything. This guy ought to be held for treason for violating the Constitution, putting us in danger by by going in and funding this this attack on another country and deposing their, their dictator, their leader, whatever you want to call him. But the fact of the matter, it wasn't his to do. And shortly after that, we had the guy up in, the representative up in uh, North Carolina who issued a thing saying, we're going to issue articles of impeachment if you do this again, Obama. Wait a minute, folks. He had already violated the law. This is not a, we're not talking about a three-year-old who stuck his hand in the cookie jar when you said, don't get the cookies. We're talking about a grown man who took office knowing he was not a natural-born citizen, 
usurp the Constitution over and over and over and over again, and then just decided, we're going to get the jihadis, and we're going to go into to Libya, and we're going to overthrow the, uh, the leadership there. This is, again, this is not a three-year-old in the, with a hand in the cookie jar. Why was he not impeached then? I'll tell you why. Because they are controlled opposition. You guys, I don't know how much more I can say it. I already see it. I saw it at C, I saw it with the CPAC video yesterday. The Republicans wheeling out this big gold statue of Donald Trump, the very essence of their idolatry of the man. The Bible says, You shall not make for yourself a carved image of anything or any likeness that is in heaven above, that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the waters under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Guys, I'm telling you right now, the idolatry of this man, and you can tell me you're not you're not idolatrous all you want to. They just rolled out the golden idol. People sit there and applauded absolute lies at that at, at that talk yesterday. Some of them were absolute lies. Some of them were true, but the devil always mingles the truth with lies, doesn't he? And they're ready to put the guy back in office again. Now, I be- don't get me wrong. I believe, I really do believe Donald Trump won the election. So, so don't, don't come at me with all that. I actually believe that. And I actually believe that they're being squashed on that. I do believe that. But the fact of the matter is, the people do it, and they do it for their political jersey. They do it for the tickling of the ears without really paying attention to what's actually going on. And again, look... Even Judicial Watch was pointing out it wasn't Trump just funding the jihadis in the white and the white helmets. Donald Trump was funding the Muslim Brotherhood three times what Barack Hussein Obama Satoru Sabarka was funding them. Mm-hmm. And that came from Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton. Maybe Tom Fitton needs some educating Trumpites, huh? It reminds me of uh, when Israel, they lost the Ark of the Covenant. And the Philistines got it, and they took it into the temple of their god, who was Dagon. He was the fish god, like a fish man. And they set the Ark of the Covenant in there before Dagon. They went to bed. They got up the next day. And Dagon was fell over in front of the Ark of the Covenant. So they stood him back up and they went to bed the next night and they came in and he was his arms were broken off and he was laid over and they said, Dagon. <laughs> it's a little joke. Dagon, right? Okay. But the point is, is this. All idols will eventually bow before Christ. And idols are nothing. They're nothing. They have eyes, but they can't see. Mouths, they can't speak. Ears, they can't hear. But in some cases, those idols are men. We saw it with the Caesars. We've seen it with uh, the kings of old. We've seen it with all these people. And the people look to that, that idol to save them. There is no Savior apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no Savior. 
And I, as soon as I say that, I hear the people, oh, we don't look at Trump as Savior. Yeah, but you treat him like that. You, 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 you almost have a worshipful attitude towards this man. It's incredible to watch. And it isn't just Trump, guys. I'm not just picking on the people who, who worship Trump. I'm talking about, I've seen this for years. My goodness, I, when I was a young Christian, we used to go to these conferences where preachers would preach, you know, for like two or three days. It was very encouraging. And when they got through shucking the corn, as the guys say down here, people would applaud the word of God that they gave. It was great. They weren't applauding the preacher. They were applauding that somebody was bold and they preached the word of God. And then I remember at the end of one one of these conferences, they brought in the guy who was a Bush, uh, Bush one, his uh, vice president, Dan Quayle. And Dan Quayle was reported to be, you know, a, a Christian. The guy walks in the room, and I'm telling you right now, for three straight minutes, it was standing applause for this guy. And when he finished talking, it was another three or four minutes. And I thought something was really odd about that. Really, really odd. This is what men do. They worship and they serve the creator more or the creature more than the creator. Romans 1 and 18 and following. You see, for one, it's the part. It, this whole thing comes down to really party affiliation. That's what it comes down to. That's exactly what it comes down to. I've written on this before. I've given you the quotes. I'm going to give them to you again. Because they need to be echoed. We need to learn. We're not learning, apparently. John Adams said, There is nothing which I dread so much as a division of the republic into two great parties, each arranged under its leader and concerting measures in opposition to each other. This, in my humble apprehension, is to be dreaded as the greatest political evil under our Constitution. Why? Think about it. The right or the left? Which one are you on? Hmm? Oh, I'm, I'm, an, I'm, I'm an extreme right. I'm a right-wing extremist. And you wear that as a badge of honor as though there is such a thing for that. I, I'm a left-wing extremist. And you wear that as a badge. I'm an Antifa. I'm a Black Lives Matter. I'm a pick-your-thing. And yet... You don't even understand that you're not on the straight and narrow. And I think this is what this is the part that really, really bothers me. You're not on the straight and narrow. You want to be on the right. You want to be on the left. You don't want to be in the middle path. You don't want to be on the straight and narrow. You want to be in the right ditch or the left ditch. That's not what God calls us to. I've said this before, I'll say it again. This comes from Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance of the land, which I swear unto their, for, their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do all according to the what? The law. The law. Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, 
turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. But we say, no thank you God, we got this, Uh, we're on the right. That means we're right. And so, thank you very much for your advice there. No, thank you. Here's the thing. We think we know better than God. We think we know better than God. And we say, no, God. We got this. We got our guy. Our guy with his political jersey on can do this. Now, don't get me wrong. They, they hide it in a thin veneer of Christianity. They quote Bible verses. They attend rallies where they might sing Amazing Grace. They do all these things. But their hearts are closer to Donald Trump or Joe Biden or whatever than they are to God. How do I know this? Look at what's going on. Look at what's going on. Look at what's going on. Is is there godliness abounding? Hmm. Because you know these the same people will quote Chronicles, right? About praying and about oh, I'm sorry. They'll pray. But they'll leave out that turn from your wicked ways. They leave that part out. And seek his face, God's face. They, they leave those things out. Well, we can pray. We've got to pray, brother. Yeah, we ought to pray. Don't get me wrong, we should. But there's more to the passage than that. Do you see the healing of our land, folks? Do you see the healing of our land? Uh-uh. Now let me throw something in here for good measure. This whole idea of the twisted nature of blessing modern-day geopolitical Israel has brought us nothing but curses. That's all it's brought us. And the what? 80 years that we've been, quote-unquote, blessing Israel? It's brought us curses. I know some people aren't going to like that. We've got a show coming where I'm going to have to just hit the Achilles heel of the modern-day church that has embraced this dispensationalism that has idolized the the geopolitical state of Israel to the point where they have lost sight of the victory gospel that we have. Friends, I I don't say the things I'm saying here to tick you off. I'm I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm, I'm not looking to do that. But I am saying this, there is an extreme hypocrisy among people who will justify the actions of Donald Trump over the past four years in dealing with Syria. And this is just one area that there are many areas I can point out and I can show you and I can document it. I'm not just going to say stuff and not document it. You're willing to give him a pass. You're willing to justify it. Why? Because he tickles your ears. He tells you the stuff you want to hear. 
America first, blah, 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 blah. But he's doing the same stuff. Again, if you were listening on Friday to Franklin Sanders, he explained what's happening with the money supply, how your money, the money you have in the bank, you may be like me and you've got like little bits of money and you're struggling to make ends meet and stuff. And you know what? At the end of the day, when these guys start printing out $1.9 trillion, $3.9 trillion, $6.8 trillion, and they start giving it to corporations, banks, businesses, you, your neighbors, and all this other stuff, whatever money you had in your bank account all of a sudden loses value. They are stealing from you left and right, and it was going under to Trump just like it's going under to Biden, just like it was going under Obama, just like it was going under Bush. I'm an equal opportunity political offender. They're all violating the law. And where are the people on it? Where are the people who are holding them accountable? They are MIA. Unless it's their political opposition. Then they're fighting mad. But if their guy does it, don't talk about our guy. He's just looking out for the people. Or like somebody said in the thing, he's just trying to save lives. No, they're not. They're violating the law. They're criminals. They're lawbreakers. And if you don't like the criticism, maybe you shouldn't ask for the vote to get the job. Friends, there is but one name under heaven by which men can be saved. And you know what? When that name is used, men bow before it. Their hearts are changed. They repent and they start doing the right thing and they start seeing through the evil nature of what's going on in our corrupt culture, including the politics. No matter what jersey's on, they start seeing it and they start doing something about it. You're exactly right, guys. There are exciting times ahead because the darker it gets, the brighter the light shines. This is why we do what we do at the Sons of Liberty. We're not here to hide our light under a bushel. We're to be a city on a hill. The church is to be a city on a hill. Not the United States, even though, yeah, we want that to be the case too. The people of God are to be a city on a hill. A light to the world, salt to the earth. What are you? What are you? Are you the salt that's already been trampled out because you've lost your saltiness? Because... You've been idolatrous? If you have, look, there's a good message for you too. Repent. God is long-suffering and merciful to those who repent. Guys, have a great day. 23 hours, we'll talk to you again. 6 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. See you.